Let's let's do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Right. You who starts. <laughs> you are she. Yes, I am she. Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Stanny. And you're listening to Mixed Politics. Mm-hmm. Welcome to episode 38. Wow. Barreling down. <laughs> almost over the hill. We've been on a hiatus for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Not intentional. Life stuff. Yes. Real life crits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real life craziness. What's been going on with you? I've been doing a lot of home improvement projects. Mm -hmm. And by that, I don't mean I hired somebody else to do it. I mean, I've been doing it. So Mm. lots of work. Installing new flooring, um, changing out ductwork in the attic, um, painting, changing fixtures, all of the good stuff. And that's been in between work and visiting family. And it's been a lot. It's been a lot. And then I, I now I have a field placement coming up pretty soon for school. So between work and school, I'm pretty much going to be holding two jobs for the next 10 weeks. Woohoo. I didn't know that. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The next 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. So are we going to be able to do this sometime? We'll make time? it work. <laughs> next 10 weeks sound like November. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to bring me to September, the October. end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll do the best we can. So <laughs> what right. about you? What's going on with you? Um, just work. <laughs> just work and keeping myself sane, you know, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I, I aced my probationary period at work as a associate database administrator for robotics and automation. That's awesome. I had no Still. doubt that you were going to ace it. <laughs> so it's been six months. What is this month? August? Yes. Right. So it's six, August. six and a little bit. Um, Six in a little bit. Yeah, and it's been it's been quite a ride. I Aww. can't, you know, it's been it's been freaking amazing. All of That's it. That's great. It's been freaking amazing. So I'm I'm really happy for the career change, the opportunity, the learning, knowledge, growth, help, all the people. Um, well, what are you drinking now that you're taking a sip? Oh, um, I'm drinking. Actually, so this cup is, or the previous cup was Bumbo. Uh, rum. Somebody recommended it to me. Uh, honestly, I don't like it. Okay, not yeah, a fan? it's not great. It's, okay. It's that dark one up over there. Okay. Yeah. Um, It's supposed to be the high end of the brand. It just tastes like rum. Somebody poured sugar cane water in the rum, as we would say where I'm from. Yeah, you like, know your rum. Yeah, so. this, ain't, this ain't it. Which is why I had to, like, douse it with fucking Coca-Cola. Because... Okay. It was not smooth enough to like drink by itself, which is what, mm-hmm. I, what I was hoping for. Not sponsored. Yeah, had not, to say that. You know what? It would be so funny if they wanted to sponsor us and they come across this video. I would say no. You, you, matter of fact, yeah, move your mediocre ass on. <laughs> right. <laughs> we have a quality podcast here. We do. So we do quality. So what are you drinking? Since it's not that stuff. That stuff. So I went back to the Bacardi Black. Okay. Just to make it work. With the Coca-Cola rum and coke, and you know me, I gotta have a little splash of lime or lemon or whatever. I almost did JD and Coke tonight, and I decided not to. Wow. So what did you go? What did you part. go with instead? What are I'm you drinking? I'm having peach flavored margarita. From Gloria. Gloria Ranch Rancho La Gloria. It's, oh. it's good. It's good. Cutwater. Have you heard? Like, there's this brand called Cutwater, and they make, like, the most amazing margarita. <laughs> the fucking shit is, like, 3.9... Th- sorry, 13.9%. 
and it's and it tastes really good. Like mm. you'll be skeptical, like anybody with a natural brain is, because you're pouring it out of a can. Yeah. You're like, there's no way this can be good. I would be skeptical. Right, but it's fucking amazing. Oh, like sure. everyone, like I was at um, Ruth Chris last night. Oh yeah. And okay. the waiter was just like, oh, have you guys heard about? Cut? And we're like, yes, of course we have. Shit's fucking crazy. Mm. And but. That one knocks it out of the park, the cut water margarita. But they have a mango margarita, mm. throw it in the dredge. Really? Oh, this, this <laughs> Thank you for the warning because I probably would have been drawn Don't to that. Don't get the mango. So when I saw you mm. getting the peach, I was just like, maybe you fuck around with like flavored margaritas. Not normally. No, no. I'm just a fan of regular margarita. Mm. You take me to a Mexican restaurant and I'm getting the biggest frozen margarita you've ever seen. Yeah. And, I, and that's pretty much all I want. You don't have to get me anything else. Just get me the margaritas. Yeah, like people be really liking like raspberry margarita, strawberry, peach, lemon, lime, whatever the fuck. And for me, I think lime is like the standard yes, the base. Yes, the lime margarita mm. and no sugar, no salt for me. I mean, just straight margarita. That's yeah. what I want. So, yeah, that's what I'm drinking tonight, peach-flavored margarita mix. All right, well, don't get the mango off cut water because this shit's horrible. Thank you. I will not. <laughs> okay, so what are we talking about tonight? What is going on with the D.C. Trump indictment? Oh. <laughs> I'm not wasted. Really not wasted. Okay. But I love how the fact that you had to like differentiate which indictment it is. This is indictment number three. Four is it four? No, not yet. Fourth is Georgia? Yes. Oh, the okay. fourth one's coming. I love she was just like, Woo! this is we're talking about the DC indictment specifically. Yes. Not the Manhattan, not the South Florida. Right. Now, (laughs) because I know some of you have been asking where we've been, and I I, I love you. You know who you are. I love you that you reached out and say, hey, it's time to drop a podcast. I want to call names, too, but all right. I know, I know, and thank you for your patience. (laughs) We have really dealt with some scheduling issues. Mm -hmm. We had so many topics in mind, and there were a couple of times that we actually were trying to schedule an episode to talk about George Santos. I was about to say that. That lying-ass motherfucker. (laughs) To to, to talk about some of the other things going on. There's been Mm -hmm. so much. But I finally said to him, like, let's do this. We have to talk about it because it's such a huge story. Yeah. There have been so many other things that have been going on in the news that we desperately wanted to talk about. But this just felt like we had to. And I looked back at our prior episodes, and two episodes ago, we talked about Trump's first indictment. No, that's the thing. I, I was thinking about that today before you got here. I was like, yeah. I was like, how many times have we said... We really don't want to be like the Trump podcast. I know. And we don't want to be talking about this. Right. And I'm, I remember specifically we said that we can't wait until he's just like vanished in the obscurity. Right. And we don't have to talk about him anymore. <laughs> or we can talk about like real politics of the day right. and shit. And it's like, here real we are again. <laughs> I don't like doing this. I don't like doing this either. Though Fuck. I find it to be extremely historically relevant. And not just because this is an unprecedented thing. Count how many times I'm doing air quotes. Take a shot every time Yo, I do. Um, that word you just used. That's exactly what I said to my coworker right. recently. I was just like, I'm going to get to tell my grandkids that I was alive when the first president got sent to prison. I know, right? That is if he gets sent to prison. I'm still not convinced. But it's not just the... It's, the first time that an ex-president has ever been indicted before and now this is indictment number three super super unprecedented Mm -hmm. it's the fact that this indictment is rooted so deeply in our history yeah because it literally affects the constitution it does it 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 does it affects 
the Constitution. It attacks the Constitution. And there's so much that's embedded in the original Constitution, plus amendments that have been made since then. We can't not talk about it because the constitutional conservatives that love the Constitution so much, I guarantee I fucking know the Constitution better than they do. So this is my opportunity to really check them on that. Yeah. They'd be like, do you really know the Constitution? Because like, Have you read it? So we're going to talk about all that. All right. Um, we're going to start with what's in the indictment. And if you've seen this podcast before, you know me. I read it. She's got papers, y'all. I got, I got, I got it, and I got notes. Where are your papers? <laughs> Where are your papers? I've got the papers. So, so we're going to talk about what's in the indictment and what's not in the indictment first. So mm. there are four counts of conspiracy. All of them are related to 18 USC. So it's the U.S. Code, and there are four different sections that it refers to. Well, technically three two of them being subsections. So it's U.S. Code 371, or sorry, 18 U.S. Code 371, 1512K, 1512C, and 241. So what those mean are conspiracy to defraud the United States. The second count is a conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding. And this specifically says in U.S. Uh, in 18 U.S.C. 1512 it says whoever conspires to commit the mm. crime is subject to the same penalty as having actually committed the crime and conspiracy in this indictment is like the basis of everything yes because i you know what the, let me i'm sorry to cut you but like when when everything was going down january 6th and then like right after and they started to explore all these things mm -hmm. i was just like Man, ain't no conspiracy. Like, this is just a bunch of fucking honky rednecks who are like, you know, oh, we're here. And it's just like, yeah, he kind of like led you to this thing and kind of hyped you up and kind of set you off. And right. then you went. And then like, as the fucking investigations went on, it was just like, wait a second. This shit was not happenstance. It was all This was organized. clearly organized right. and planned with different people at different levels on different days. Right. Like top level people. Yes. Like chiefs of staff. Like actual lawyers. I'm like, to that. what the fuck? Yes. There's an actual conspiracy? Yes. There was a plan. So let me finish the first Go. point. Yeah. So count three is um, the obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding. We're conducting an official meeting. In that code, it actually says the attempt to obstruct gets you 20 years in prison. <laughs> um, and then count four is 18 U.S.C. 241, conspiracy against rights. And this is any right under the Constitution that someone is trying to obstruct. And this one is the is right it, to vote. Yes, exactly. The right for votes to actually be Count. honored. Not just counted, but yeah. certified. So to your point, when I saw January 6th happen, initially I did think that it was just a bunch of people. Like who, random. Right. However, I didn't fully believe it was just that they did that because they felt like it. Mm. When I heard Trump's speech that day, he was saying things that I knew were not true. I, and, and this is because I'm, I'm a nerd and I have been watching elections since 2000. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, yeah, I remember that. Oh, we were at school. So if anybody, <laughs> if anybody has seen the election of 2000, you kind of already know is that Bush the Gore? process. That's Bush v. Gore. Mm. You kind of already know the process because the process was tested back then. So yeah. when, when Trump was giving his speech on January 6th saying the vice president has the right to 
to decertify or send it back to the states. I was like, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. So at that point, I already kind of figured that there was something else that's bigger. Some, that's than the just... thing. I, I I'm sorry, I didn't pick it up at the time. Mm-hmm. Much like most of the American public, um, it was just like. It wasn't like Trump went to bed and came up and was just like, I have an idea. Trump can de- uh, not Trump. Pence can decertify the fucking election. Nope. Nope. And here's what we should do, and this is what we should do, and I'm going to go talk to people, and then they'll go make sure it happened. No, no, no. Somebody came to this motherfucker and said, hey, by the way, I have an idea. there's a loophole. Right, right. And there's not a loophole. And there's not. <laughs> there is not a loophole. Why? You want me to tell him why? Or you? I, I still have to finish making my, do my your first thing. point. Okay. So let, let me ride with this for a couple minutes before you interject again. Okay? Get it, girl. All right. So what it does include, in addition to just naming the four counts, mm-hmm. it includes the plans that were made in consultation with others. And Trump himself, at times, was choosing the plans, next steps. He was given opportunities to make a decision of, ooh, I like that. Yeah. Rather than that. Let's go with this. Let's go with this. Right. He planned to weaponize the Department of Justice to falsely claim, falsely claimed the Department of Justice had found fraud, even though they had not, mm-hmm. hoping that it would convince a couple of the states to submit two slates of electors. There were also quotes from contemporaneous notes, transcripts of phone calls, um, social media posts by Trump himself, on-camera speeches by Trump himself, and sworn testimony of people who worked for Trump in various positions. And we're talking about the vice president, attorney general, Mm -hmm. director of national intelligence, Department of Homeland Security, um, senior White House attorneys, and senior staffers. Those people were all chosen by Trump. Mr. I have the best people. Yep. Um, These notes also showed the the contemporaneous notes that were taken in the testimony by people show that they did not have any evidence that the election was fraudulent or stolen. The co-conspirators forged documents and misled sworn testimony of others to create false slates of electors. They attempted to file a bad faith petition of certiori to the, the Supreme Court to make their scheme appear plausible. Not only plausible, but legitimate, because if it gets to the Supreme Court, the American public in general they, be like, will believe like, oh, this is a serious thing. They didn't even need it to get to the Supreme Court. That's the thing. It was in bad faith because they, because uh, co-conspirator number one <laughs> said, let's just file a petition of certiori with the Supreme Court because then that will give it legitimacy. We don't need the Supreme Court to take it up. We'll just say it was filed. Well, I know you're going to get Yeah, that. co-conspirator number one. You uh, know what? You know what? If I don't know how to do this, but I kind of want to make like a raffle where like if our viewers or listeners could guess who co-conspirator number one is without Googling, then I just fucking send them a goddamn sweatshirt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the first one to put a comment on YouTube below, and we will match the timestamps. Yes. Yes. Okay. So anyways, they attempted to file a bad faith petition of certiori with the Supreme Court just Mm. to make it appear plausible. Not that it had to be plausible. And here's the thing. Trump signed his name to an affirmation in a lawsuit against the state of Georgia, (coughs) knowing when he signed this, knowing that the things he was affirming about election irregularities was inaccurate. Absolutely. This is all included in the indictment. And they know. 
There was a breakdown state by state of what schemes were plotted to create the appearance of different states of electors or that states wanted to redo their electoral count. Mm -hmm. Just the appearance, but not any actuality, so that they could subvert the Electoral Count Act of, of 1887. And I will talk later about that act more in depth, because it's extremely important. Oh, yeah. There was a deep conspiracy between Trump and six co-conspirators to violate... To, be, to be honest, I love how they keep doing this number six, like mm -hmm. it's for real. And I saw a political, uh, political article uh -huh. where there were like 12. It's not oh, like there's, there's six major ones, there's but more. then they had like staffers and like individual important people. Yes. Because not named in this indictment are the co-conspirators. They are referenced, but not named as co-conspirators. People who work in the legislature. Yeah. So, yes. Anyways, there is a conspiracy between Trump and the six co-conspirators um, to violate Article 1, Section 4 of the Constitution. Let me read that because, again... I know the Constitution better than the Constitutional Conservatives, so I'm going to read it directly from my book that I have at my desk every day. Article 1, Section 4 says, The times, places, and manner of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state. Sorry, continue. In each state by the legislature thereof. But Congress may at any time, by law, by law, make or alter such regulations except as to the places and ch of choosing senators so this says in the original version of the constitution we're not talking about an amendment the original one written by the founding fathers it says the states get to run their elections as they see fit because they're sovereign states right yeah so trump and the co-conspirators were trying to subvert that and say fuck the states fuck their sovereign laws we're the executive branch is going to take over and we're going to choose the electors for them and the electors we choose just so happen to benefit the executive branch yeah so at, we get to stay in power at the time because i'd like to remind the american people that on january on january 6th the president of the United States was Donald J. Trump. Yes, Donald so J. Trump. So some people like to forget, like, oh, because we just, like, rolled into 2020 <laughs> or whatever, that it was just like, aha, mm. now there's a new president. No, the new president gets inaugurated on January 20th. Yeah. So 14 days later. Yes, exactly. So that was all in the indictment. Everything I just read off was in the indictment. Mm -hmm. What's not in the indictment is that freedom of speech is criminalized. It actually says the very opposite. I know that Laura Ingram, on the day that this indictment came out, Laura mm -hmm. Ingram had a whole segment on Fox News. And wouldn't you know the next day, I heard people repeating it. Actually, even that night, I heard people repeating it on TikTok, and I started calling their bullshit. Like, yeah, I saw that segment, too. I know you watch Fox News. Let's see. Page 2 says the defendant, being Donald Trump, had a right like every American to speak publicly about the election and even to claim falsely that there had been outcome determinative fraud during the election and that he had won. It says there he has the right to do that. This indictment is not about what he said. Not entirely. It starts with what he did. What he did every step of the way from the election day, this, the things he did up until January 6th, and then it picks up with what he said on January 6th mm -hmm. to then try to get other people to push his plan forward, his conspiracy forward. Because at that point, January 6th, 
please go read this. I will link it in the show notes. You have to read this. Yeah. It gives the timeline in which he was trying to conspire with every single thing possible. Every plan that was brought to him, he tried it, and then it didn't. Somebody else said, dude, that's not constitutional, or dude, I'm not going to do that for you, or dude, we're all going to resign. And he's like, fuck it. Okay, give me the next one. So he went through a series of events where he was like, this, I want to try this, I want to try this, I want to try this. And That's then, why the conspiracy sticks. That's why the conspiracy sticks, because it's conspiring with other people to yeah. try to do something. It wasn't just... So it was his actions up until January 6th. He woke 6th, up, yeah. And then his words on January 6th were in direct conflict with conversations he had with people where people were telling him, dude, you can't fucking do this. And he was just like, whatever. And then he gives a speech where he incites people up and he's yeah. like, go, go do this in my honor. And this is why the like the the, the fascist um, accusations of like him being a fascist or whatever... And I mean, you can find whatever checklist you want online mm. and be like, what is a fascist? And then you'll fucking check them off. Is exactly that. It's like, you know, you're, he's trying to hold on to power by desperate means. And that's yes. really what it comes down to. Like, at the end of the day, what was he trying to accomplish? Right. A, an election got certified. An election got sanctioned. An election got approved by yeah. every friggin' state. By every by state. By the in DOJ the that he installed. By the Supreme Court. By everyone. And even fucking. And I love bringing up this point because they hate it. Huh? <laughs> Fox News called the election before anybody else. Oh, that got him so mad. Anybody else? Where Fox News is like, you know what, bro? Biden wins. I'm sorry. It is what it is. And the person who called it for Fox News testified in front of the January 6th committee to say, I stand by what I did. It wasn't yeah. wrong. It was based on statistics. It was, I did the right thing. There are the numbers, and we can't yeah. hide from that. So, you know, I think it's, I don't know, I think it's really odd for the people who are against it to, like, come up with their weirdo theories. Because just like I did on January 6th, I was just like, ain't no conspiracy. This is just a mob of people. And then, like, it's so shocking to find out. But, like, it's so weird because over the past, I don't know, six years, Trump and everybody else who's in his camp has casted so much doubt on, like, media and investigation, yes. on the Supreme Court, on the DOJ, on the FBI, on yes. the CIA, etc. Where it's almost like you don't know what to believe. But I want you people to understand there are still career people in these organizations that believe in the tenets of these organizations mm -hmm. that believe in justice and what is right and to a certain extent what is legal current day right you know and they want to do a good job and they don't want to be in the history book as you know some piece of shit who didn't right, who uphold chose, the constitution right, right. who sold out the constitution who sold out the government who sold out the country like these are people normal people like me and you yeah but have a lot of responsibility not just to like the country yeah. but their individual family and friends and colleagues and people they went to college with and whatever and just like you know you've been in this position whether it's jack smith or you know, Mueller or whatever, mm -hmm. who's taking their career goddamn seriously. Yeah. Like, and it's so weird when I hear the talking points and there's like, oh, they're just against Trump or whatever. It's like, Mueller is a Republican. They're all, that's the thing. Every single person, I'm so glad you said that. L literally every single person, I cannot emphasize this enough. Every person who's been interviewed, who has gone under oath, who's given their contemporaneous notes, 
who was a witness in this, yeah. who was a co-conspirator, or who was the defendant himself, are all Republicans. Handpicked by Trump. Handpicked. This is so weird to me. It's just this like, is not it's a like, democratic when, plot. Yeah, when they're just like, they're against him. And I'm like, who? these are judges he appointed. All of them. 61 times yes. this election fraud and Not this election all of those whatever. Not judges, but a good, you know, a good por- No, but even the ones who were, there was not one judge, whether Democrat or Republican, or uh, sorry, appointed by a Democrat right. or Republican or whatever, who said, oh, you know, you have a case here. Right. 61. How, mu- how much do you want? I know. There is just, it, the, the numbers are astounding. It's a 100%. 61 cases. Yes. All 61 thrown out. Yes, they've all been thrown out. Not only, and here's here's what they'll say is, well, because of standing. Not all of those were thrown out because of standing. But again, read the indictment because if you want to understand mm-hmm. why, what's coming down the, the you know, I guess, what's going to happen in this case, what's going to be presented at trial in front of a jury there is a quote from Rudy Giuliani that was based on information that was given to Jack Smith and to the grand jury. They're not going to just use hearsay. There's actual evidence to back this up, either text messages or contemporaneous notes from somebody who was under oath. Rudy Giuliani admitted that they do not have evidence for any of this. They just have a lot of theories. (laughs) So all of this is based on people just throwing this shit out there and saying we're just going to see what sticks listen, on the wall. Listen, I don't, you know? listen I don't know if this is one of your points or maybe one of mine I don't know, I'm kind of slush right now but I'm not wasted, don't worry um, but I remember it was either no, it was Giuliani himself who said the same thing that you said we were just like, we don't have we any don't have evidence, any- we have suspicion I will find the page. Yeah. Continue talking, but I will and, find the and page. And the weird thing about it is, I want people to understand that Rudy Giuliani is a licensed lawyer, a popular lawyer. Matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he take down John Gotti? Wasn't I, that him? I don't recall if it, if it was him. Okay, good. I have Google I was right I was going to say, yeah. So on, on page 10 of the indictment, linked below for you in the show notes. On December 1st, co-conspirator one met with Arizona House Speaker. When the Arizona House Speaker again asked co-conspirator one for evidence of the outcome determinative election fraud, he and Trump had been claiming, co-conspirator one responded with the words to the effect of, we don't have evidence, but we have lots of theories. That is exactly the quote. I'm so sorry. Sorry. It's on page 10. This is mixed politics. We drink drinks over here. So listen, no, Rudy Giuliani is the lawyer who took down John Gotti. So I don't want y'all to act like Giuliani is just some like weirdo nutcase and has no fucking brain. Like he went to a prestigious fucking law school and he was one, at one point the most popular lawyer in the United States of America. Right. Not just New York. Yeah. And then he became the mayor of New York right. and saved the country from 9-11 and rebel. He was there he's not 9-11. A, he's not an idiot. And that's the thing. It's like, I don't know if he's gotten old and it's like, okay, well now he's senile or whatever. But like, Giuliani is capable and Bef- more than he capable, was capable, was capable, but more than capable, one hundred percent knowledgeable. Yes, 
Absolutely. So when he makes a statement like that, yeah, I know. When when the right hand man of of Trump says we don't have any evidence, but we and I know that we don't have any evidence, and I know that while I'm making the statement, I can't yeah. lie about having any evidence. But I'm gonna pack that up. I said we have many theories. Yeah. He knows exactly what I'm what he's doing, and that's one of the steps in this conspiracy. Yes. You have a trusted person who is willing to tell the general public that. I have no evidence, but don't listen to that because what we do have are theories. <laughs> yes. And that's why, back to your point about a lot of these people are taking their careers seriously because these documents are not perfect. The Constitution and the founding documents are not perfect. But when in doubt, this is what saves your ass in court. Oh, yeah. And those people know that. Now, Giuliani. I've literally quoted the Constitution to a cop who pulled me over. Before no seriously the, the the fifth amendment to the constitution it works you know what I'm not even gonna, like, I'll tell you very quickly it won't take long he wanted me to wind uh, to roll my windows up so he could use the fucking little thing to test the like the darkness of my tint so he was just like can you roll your windows up whatever and I was like no I won't and he was just like well, why not like you have to I'm telling you dudes and I'm like well no the fifth amendment of the United States say, claims that I do not have to assist you. In finding evidence to incriminate me. In, and he was just like, oh. And I was like, yeah, that's what it says. I don't have to help you with your investigation in trying to incriminate me. Exactly. So if, if you're making me roll this window up, I'm going to go to court for violating my civil rights. Exactly. My constitutional, God-given, motherfucking United States rights. I love and he it. was just like... Okay, and then he wrote me a ticket for the speeding. Sure. But, man, that's fine. Because he caught me doing that. That he, was brilliant. Yeah. No, this ha this happened with my dad in the car at Easton. Yes. I'm not even making this up. He, he can, this he can tell you. This is absolutely the right <laughs> thing to do because the, the Constitution was written for a purpose. The amendments exist yeah. for a purpose. And that's why I'm going to go in depth into the Electoral Count Act and why it exists and how the GOP is reacting to yeah. it because it's really fucking rich from these people. But I'm going to go into it because it's very important exactly for why the reason that you just said these amendments to the Constitution and the original Constitution exist for a reason, some good, some bad, but they exist for a reason. And we're going to talk about it. So you were curious about the co-conspirators. Mm -hmm. We were both giggling about that because... Um, there's a lot of speculation about who these co-conspirators are. I'm, I have a speculation as to why they're actually not named, but I believe that you're going to talk about who they are, and I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm going to make fantastic predictions based on stuff that I've read and stuff that I've seen and now, whatever. Just for context, this is on page three of the indictment. It talks yeah. about the defendant's co-conspirators. Right, because if... So here's the thing. Uh, just to preface, you can't have a, I mean, you can kind of have a conspiracy by yourself, but you can't kind of no, enact a, it by yourself. It has to be more than one a person. A conspiracy by definition is more than one person. Right, right. Yes. Which is, which is what baffled me and most other people before. It's just like, it seemed like, like a fly of the pants type of thing where, if, sorry, flight of the seat of your pants type of thing. Yes. Where it was like, oh, we lost this election, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't fair. It was hit. It was hacked. It was 
rigged rebel and january 6th i just picked a random date not saying you no know, it was a date that the things were going to be confirmed and everyone needs to come to dc and then we're gonna we're gonna fight like hell to save our country and it's like well yeah and then and then and then somehow in the in the hype and the melee and the weirdness we got to storming the capital and a couple of people got killed whatever whatever and Capitol police got their ass beat etc mm-hmm. and like it wasn't like that no it was for months people were talking to trump like if plan a doesn't work then plan b then if not plan c and that's where the conspiracy conspiracy comes from because it wasn't just him he didn't just decide i'm gonna go up to on grab the mic and ad lib on january 6th mm-mm, mm-mm. no so the indictment names co-conspirator number one and I love the language, and I'm going to read the language directly Please. from the indictment. Please, and I will tell you what pages they're on when, right. you, when you read it, because I don't know what he's about to say, but okay. I will find it. So this is what the indictment says. The prosecutors described the co-conspirator as, and I quote, an attorney who was willing to spread knowingly false claims and pursue strategies. Strategies. That's why it's a conspiracy. There was a strategy. That Trump's 2020 re-election campaign attorneys would not. I don't want to repeat that because you can just rewind it if you yes, want. It's on page three of the indictment. It says that this attorney, single attorney, is willing to go above and beyond what actual campaign, like Trump's campaign attorneys was just like, now nah, we're not fucking touching that <laughs> because we went to law school and we've been in front of judges and that shit ain't gonna fly right. so i'm out and then there was this one guy who was just like what but i'm in <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta ask why what was in it for him the quest and i was so cool uh, like uh, shout out to andrew plute that's my co-worker um he was just like, Trump has to have something on this guy. Oh, Because yeah. everyone else is just like, fuck that. I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm out. And then he was just like, I'm in. 100%. Yeah. Call me Skipper. I'm rolling with Gilligan. There's either he has something on him or he has something to give him. Yeah. One of those two things. So, I'm reading here. Among other things, the indictment quotes from a voicemail that co-conspirator one left. Quote, for a United States senator unnamed on january 6th the quotes in the indictment match quotes from giuliani's call intended for gop senator tommy tuberville as reported by cnn and other outlets ted goodman a political advisor to giuliani said in a statement that every fact fact mayor rudy giuliani possesses about these this case establishes the good faith basis president donald trump had for actions he took during the two-month period charge in the indictment. That's the two-month period leading up to the January 6th indictment. So Adding that the indictment eviscerates the First Amendment. Absolutely. And just to add context to that, page 41 is where you see reference to that voicemail. It actually gives a timeline on a, of it on yeah. January 6th. So it's, it's not hard to guess who co-conspirator one is. And... I don't know if they're going to do like a Rico type situation where there's like a fucking bunch of them that get indicted and thrown in jail. But like it would be ridiculous if Trump and Giuliani and other people who are we're about to talk about actually get thrown in jail. I, for one, want the My Pillow guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's got enough trouble. Um, 
can you scroll back up a little bit? Because I want to go back to what that said, um, adding that the, the indictment eviscerates the First Amendment. Yeah. Again, the indictment actually says the president, the former president has every right to claim that he won yeah. falsely. He has every right. This is not a First Amendment thing. Mm -mm. This is the actions leading up to January 6th. Yeah. And that specifically what he said on January 6th that he knew was wrong. And it's hard for a court to prove or a prosecutor to mm -hmm. prove that he knew he was wrong. But the information prior to that in the indictment from November 8th all the way up until January yeah. 6th it tells you how many times people told him, no, there's no evidence, no, this is not wrong, there's no, a, this is not in the Constitution. There's a bunch of serious, like, career people who told him, yes. you need to chill the fuck out. Yes. And you know, the majority of those people are his campaign management. People he his chose. entire campaign yes. was just like, hey, bro, you need to stop. Yes. This is over. Yes. You're going into territories that's illegal and unchartered, and yes. we don't have no experience with this in the history of the United States. And there are Please two, stop. There are two times in here somebody testified under oath saying different quotes. Yeah. And I will not quote them because they're in completely different contexts that we can't go into. Two times that Trump was quoted acknowledging that he lost the yeah, election. Yeah, he, he was just like, he so knew. he was just like, okay, so what can we do then? Yes. Like, Jesus, fuck. Or, yeah, I lost this guy. We'll leave this mess for him to clean up. So yeah. he knew he lost. But in public, he was saying something different. So, so second, second co-conspirator, um, the prosecutor described in the indictment as, and I quote, an attorney who devised and attempted to implement a strategy to leverage the vice president's ceremonial role overseeing the certification proceeding to obstruct the certification of the presidential election. Now... That was a whole word salad. That was and a I lot just, of word salad. And I just want to clear it up for you. And I can explain. Right, but I'm going to attempt you, to before. You, you do it. So what this is saying is that, first of all, I want you to look at the word ceremonial. Ceremonial. This procedure on January 6th is largely ceremonial. There was a bill that was passed in the early 1900s, somewhere between 1912 and 1921. Somewhere in between there. Beth probably knows the exact date. I don't care. But there's a bill and it was passed and it was saying that, hey, we've reduced the role of the vice president. So this is just pomp and circumstance. It don't mean shit. He's just going to go up there and call some names. And it's a big ceremony where people wear their suits and their fucking lapels and their fucking whatever and have a ceremony. This is a ceremonial shit is not new for the Commonwealth. We've been doing this since England. And there's a reason for it. Right. But it doesn't really mean anything because once the electoral college has already counted the votes and then certified it by, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm sure I'm not, December 12th. Right. Yes. That's it. It's done at that well, point. December 14th, actually. 14th at that time? It's 14th, right. Yeah. It's done at that point. So anything after that is just, we're getting dressed up, we're going to dinner, we're having a talk, we're calling some names. Mm -hmm. That's it. There was an actual bill. 18, 1887. Before that? Mm -hmm. Oh, goddamn. Okay. It's, it's been amended, but 1887 no, it, I, was... No, it probably was amended in the... Because it's been amended a few times, and yes. each time, they just strip more power. <laughs> They're just like, listen, we're having a party and calling names. Yeah, and I will absolutely go into depth with this. We're going to save it for the end of the show. Yes. Yeah. So, so stick around We're now. calling names. And so that was my Pence's job. But this guy thought that here's what we're going to do. And there was an elaborate plan, and this is where the conspiracy comes in. 
and I want to keep on tying everything into the conspiracy because it's true. They had electors selected, selected that they were going, that they brought to Washington, D.C. to say, for example, I'm just going to call a random state, but this might not be one of them. Just for argument's sake. The electors from Utah are shit. Just say Michigan because Michigan was involved. Definitely. Okay, let's go with that. Michigan, because we hate them anyways because we're living in Ohio. Fuck that state up north. Teton. Um, so Michigan, because they say weak sauce, aren't they? Huh? Just in general, because we're Buckeyes. I don't hate Michigan. I want them to be good because they're our rivals. I don't want to beat a beat shitty, a shitty team. team. Ah. I I'm root f- for Michigan when they're not root- when they're not playing Ohio State. I'll be. You honest. know what? Big Ten. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So here's what happened. So Michigan, they had their electors that were chosen by the state, that were elected, that were provisioned, that were whatever. And so this guy, Trump lawyer, conspirator, conspirator number two, said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to send other, not the ones that were sanctioned by the state, we're going to send other electors from Michigan to come into this ceremonial activity and say, hey! We are the real electors. Now, you might look at that and be like, okay, well, that's not a big fucking deal. All they're going to do is just look at those guys and be like, hey, bro, who the fuck are you? Get the fuck out. You're not real. Clearly, we need to talk to these guys. But that wasn't the plan. The plan was for them to send those random electors that favored Trump, that wanted Trump to be president or whatever, to go into the Congress and say, hey, we're the real electors. And then it was going to cause a conflict because people couldn't now decide, are those the real electors or are these the real electors? And then it would throw a wrench, literally, into the ceremonial as fuck process. And then senators would now start to get up one by one and be like, well, we don't know who is who. So we can't certify this election until we figure out who is who, which is going to take a longer time and cause chaos. And then people are going to lose faith in the electoral system. Yes. And then it's going to be shit. Yes. That was literally their first conspiracy. That Absolutely. We're going to confuse the fuck out of not just Congress, but the American public at large mm-hmm. for people to be like, well, then what about those guys? Mm-hmm. But no, then are, who's real? Is it is it those guys over there or these guys over here? Okay, well, then we can't trust this. We need to start over. We need to figure it out. We need to fix something. And there was no reason for them to have done this. In the first place. And so this was the plan that was orchestrated by co-conspirator number two to create mass confusion. Not just confusion. Mass confusion for the American public and the Congress to lose faith in what we're doing so that they could be like, okay, well, then everything needs to be thrown out because mm-hmm. we can't figure this out. Right. However, there were systems in place. You can't just show up with random electors. Right. You have to have credentials. Yes. Pretty much like if you were a press secretary or a press fucking journalist and you showed up at concert, yeah. you'd have to have a badge that says, hey, I work for BBC. That's right. Let's scan this and verify or whatever. And so that's what happened. We got. We got. Uh, we're forty-five minutes, and we're only. I know. The second this is point. fucking crazy. <laughs> All right. So this is what happened. Now the the Trump lawyer that came up with this f- stupid as fuck idea that they tried to implement, his name is John Eastman, and that's a popular name. You probably heard it before. Oh, it's been it's been said before. Yes, everyone was all over that. Yes. Right. 
Number three, Trump's former attorney. Now, this person you've known for a while, but I'll tell you what the pro prosecutors wrote. They said, as an attorney whose unfounded claims of election fraud privately acknowledged to others sounded crazy, they also say Trump, quote, embraced and publicly amplified this person's disinformation. Now, before I tell you who this person is, they went as far as going on TV multiple times, specifically Fox News. Oh, yeah. And what came out in the Fox News deposition where they had to pay like 700 and something, mm -hmm. was it million or billion? It was million. Oh, $787 million. Million, right, for spreading false information. Mm -hmm. In that information came out that Tucker Carlson himself, while he worked for the Fox News Network, said, I don't want to have this stupid bitch on our show because she keeps talking all this fucking crap and she has no evidence. Unless she provides goddamn evidence of what she's talking about, I'm not having her on my show for the third time. Right. Even Hannity was just like, if she does come on my show because you guys put her on my show, I'm going to ask her, where's the fucking proof? Because it's been two weeks and we've had no fucking proof. Right, right. You know who this is. Oh, yeah. This is our hometown hero, our favorite of all time. You know, our fucking WNBA women's national men's team or women's team winner of all trophies and golden boots or whatever. Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. Sydney fucking Powell. And I'm sure you remember her being on everywhere saying that she had so many ridiculous arguments that like the Dominion voting systems changed the vote yeah. and whatever. And that was what led to the lawsuit. Right. With, with That was whatever. definitely a huge part of the lawsuit. Now, fourth on the list is co-conspirator work for the Justice Department. And this is a person who attempted, and I quote, attempted to use the Justice Department to open sham election crime investigations and influence state legislature with knowingly false claims of election fraud. Now, what this person wanted to do was send out a memo saying that, hey, not that we know for a fact that there's election fraud, but there are some, and I'm... And I'm quoting him. There are some irregularities that have caused us to be suspicious. And that's the whole premise of the conspiracy, to create doubt in our yes, election system. Exactly. When the Trump DOJ immediately said after the election, this is the most ironclad, safest, most bulletproof election we've ever had in the history of America. Yes. So at the time... When William Barr stepped down because he was just like, this is fucking bullshit. I supported Trump. I put my neck on, on the line for him. And this is fucking bullshit. And I'm done. And I can't deal with this anymore. Mm -hmm. Trump had to find a new acting director for the DOJ. And so they decided they're going to put someone in. Mm -hmm. And everyone at the DOJ decided, if you put this motherfucking guy in, we're quitting. And that is on, it starts on page 27 of the indictment, just for reference, where it talks about how um, Trump attempted to use this particular person to write a false letter. Yeah, that letter as the acting saying that we have General, uh, Attempting to influence the states to replace the electors with Trump electors. Yeah. And he, he violated a, a Justice Department uh, policy that says you don't meet with the White House whoever's the president, you don't go to the White House to meet with the president without notifying others in the Department of Justice for, you know, just yeah. to have receipts, basically. He met without filing those documents. And so several times 
he was told, um, this person was told, do not have any more contacts with Trump unless you have told us that you're meeting with him ahead of time. And the very next day, he met with him again. And then he was told, dude, we told you not to meet with him. But he was filing these memos, everyone trying who's, to create Everyone the who's friends with Trump somehow weirdly believes they're above the law. And I don't know. I, is this trickle-down lawlessness? Trickle-down lawlessness. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm writing that down. Trickle-down <laughs> trickle lawlessness. Trickle-down. So this, was ju- this official is named Jeffrey Clark. And it, that backs up again the entire fucking conspiracy saying that, listen, we're going to install electors to cause mass confusion to cause this a problem. Now, there are two others that I'm not going to get into because this has gone on too long. Because there's a lot yeah. of speculation. Just understand that the, 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 the indictment of conspiracy is fucking real. There were plans. There was a plan and a plan B and a plan C and a plan what the fuck else. And then yes. there's a nuclear option, which they literally employed by sending a fucking mass of people into the... That was the last Capital. Resort. That was the last resort to go fucking kill Mike Pence, hang Mike Pence, and shoot Nancy Pelosi and everybody <laughs> and, else. And whatever else. So I have a theory as to why these are named as co-conspirators but not actually named by name. If you put the puzzle pieces together, you kind of yeah. know who they are. Mm-hmm. I believe that the reason that they are not actually named in here is because Jack Smith learned a little bit from the Florida indictment. Okay. The second indictment mm-hmm. where Donald Trump and Walt Nauda were both named in the same indictment. Walt Nauda had a had a had some trouble finding an attorney, which yeah. delayed oh, I remember the that. process. Because nobody wants this fucking nobody dog wants shit to case. represent him. <laughs> what? So Jack Smith, who is the prosecutor in this case, wants a speedy trial. Isn't it interesting that Trump's trying to delay this trial like yeah. no, I don't want to have it. Well if you're innocent, you should want to get this over as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. The prosecutor is like let's go. He, I believe, learned a little bit from how things went in Florida, where he's just like, I'm not naming names because those are going to be done separately. Some of the conservatives in GOP have picked up on this whole thing where in the indictment it says, uh, regarding the co-conspirators, that the investigation Mm. continues. And some people on Fox News have latched onto that and said, oh, look, he even says he's not done investigating. No, no, no. He's done investigating Trump and Trump's part in this. That's why the indictment is here. And he took it to the grand jury and he got the indictment. I think the investigation continues for the co-conspirators because he's going to file those indictments separately because he does not want to delay Trump at all. Who's going to represent Rudy Giuliani? Who's going to represent Jeffrey Clark? You know what I want more than anything in my life? You know what? No, I wouldn't say more than anything in my life, but close to the most things that I want in my life. You know what I want? I want Rudy Giuliani to represent himself. That's what I want. That would be hysterical. I would when that trial starts. I'm taking off work. Oh yeah. Fuck it. I'm Do you get, think he's gonna I, have hair dry dripping down I his face? I don't know what it is. But I just want him to get up and, and I want to hear him say like iconic phrases in court. Like yeah. Your Honor, if it pleases the court, and I want the judge to be like, it does not. Uh, yeah. It does not please the court at all. Right. Sit your bitch ass down. <laughs> So that's why I believe that, that these co-conspirators are not named is because no delays needed in this. Yeah. They're going after making sure that Trump is held accountable for this. Mm, and they're not going to muddy it up with other people's names in here that could potentially yeah. delay it because they can't find counsel. So. so so now this is completely on the fly. And 
I know I can do this because Beth is one of my best friends. <laughs> um, but looking at the time that we have left, do you want to do a double episode? Oh, hell yeah. Let's, let's I just, knew it. Let's just keep going. No, let's not. Let's wrap this one up and start with fucking three. Let's mm. wrap this one up because we touched the indictment and we touched the people who are also in the indictment. Yeah, So yeah. let's just have a part one. And a part two of Trump's indictment. And we're all going to do it in one night. We're going to pour some more drinks. We're going to have a good time. Yeah, let's How do How about it. that? And just for reference, we have six talking points. We've only gotten through the first two. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm excited. So we're not putting this on Patreon. Um, we're going to do a part two. But for those of you who listen to us on your commute and stuff, we don't want it to be a two-hour hour episode. So yeah. this is going to be part one of Trump's indictment. Yes. And then we're going to roll right into part two of Trump's indictment. Maybe a day, maybe a couple of days later. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot of work to, to process and edit these, these videos yeah. and podcasts for you. But I think that's the best idea. Definitely, we've I agree. Tried. We definitely underestimated how much oh my God. there is to There's discuss. There's so much to say. Yeah. And plus, we haven't seen each other in forever, so oh, it's like yeah, we haven't. That's it's been a of couple too. of months. That's yeah. true. Yeah. All right. So here's what we're gonna do. Beth, tell these people how we, they can reach us. You can reach us anywhere where you can listen to podcasts, and you can reach us on all of the social media accounts. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. We have. We actually have a Twitch account that we haven't done in a while because we need to oh, do yeah, a live stream. Oh, yeah, a live stream. We need to do a live stream. Mm, I'm a fan. Or on Instagram, and we also have a TikTok. So you can find us on all the social medias. And we also have a Patreon. He's going to tell you about that. All right. So patreon.com slash mixpolitics is where you can go, and you can find a bunch of stuff that may suit you and your life and your livelihood to support us, and then we will give back to you. You can get one of these sweet, awesome hoodies that says what it says <laughs> no, my, no, it I'm, says what it says <laughs> no but it does <laughs> it is analyst pundits and experts it just fucking says what it says because apes and that's who we are yes. we're political goddamn apes we're analyst pundits and experts <laughs> in our own right and um you you have other things there like having dinner with us being a part of the show coming to bartend for us um there's not just hoodies there's shirts there's other stuff you can get a picture of Beth that's signed by her I don't know why you would want that but Fanboys do fanboys things. Okay, it's gonna go up there. I'm putting it up there. I want it to be a thing. You gonna be you gonna be in here one Sunday just fucking signing five by nines. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. All right, but that's patreon.com slash mixpolitics, and you the people who have been stalwart members of that you're still paying our bills you're still paying for us to disseminate this via via captivate.fm etc and we appreciate your loyalty okay yeah patience and loyalty (laughs) both both because we have slacked off this year a lot of developments and i'm sorry not intentionally i mean we just like we we literally haven't had time yeah so what we're gonna do is we're gonna wrap this up and then we're going to start a new episode, episode two. episode two of Trump's indictment, because there's a lot to unpack. Yeah. And we're going to do better with time with this one. Oh, well, I mean, what the fuck? Maybe we can have three episodes. I'll try my best <laughs> to not have three. All right. So thanks. Yes. Cheers. Appreciate you. I think this is a good idea. I think so, too. Yeah. Kudos to you for, for thinking of that.